Okay. Yeah, I think you you get into fucking anything you can when you're like you know dying of boredom. So taking yeah. fucking huge malt liquor to your hands and not being able to piss is like you know grade A entertainment for uh for strip mall for our strip mall generation. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Um, so speaking of, I'm gonna be drinking this delicious treat throughout the street today. Uh, it's in a plastic bottle, and I was at the liquor store. And the dude's like, do you need help finding something? I said, steel reserve. He's like, I don't know, man. And when he found it, I got all excited. And he's like, that's the first time I've seen anyone excited about finding steel reserve. So, <laughs> just crack it's, this bad boy open. Yeah, the usually function is just a burden. Although, I mean, uh, the drunk you get on them is different than any fucking drunk you'll get on anything else. Like, you just, you get fucking fired up, dude. It's the high gravity, as they call it. Um, I'm stoked. I can't believe they switched from glass to plastic too which is uh benevolent because of how many i broke uh along the way when you get too drunk <laughs> i was gonna say how am i supposed to smash this when i'm done with yeah, it? <laughs> my first tattoo i got a superman s after drinking 5 40s oh at Holy 3 a.m in the basement this this russian dude and like on like in broadway on broadway in new york city I stumble in. The guy was like freehand drawing it on me. And luckily my friend was there. He's like, no, bro, you got to like use a stencil at least. Oh, anyway, so I, I fucking get it. And then um, the next morning, actually, my my girlfriend at the time was visiting. And like the door is ringing. I like had slept in half an hour late and I'm over the door. And she's like, what the fuck? Where you been? And then she's like, oh, my God. What happened to your arm? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I started getting tattooed. So do you still have it? And was the Superman oh, ass done? It was terrible, bro. It's covered up under there. All my first <laughs> tattoos are all covered up. They were all I was gonna. Awful. It would have been worth keeping if the Superman ass was done in the Stussy ass, like the, the uh, three <laughs> yeah. lines that we all thought of. Yeah. So, oh my God. All right. Well, yo, we're live. So I'm gonna hit the yeah. theme song and then bounce it to OG. Uh, <laughs> It's a rope roast. Please get smoked when you come with the real or you end up toast. Rug roast. Rug roast. Yeah. It's a rope roast. When we poke in a beer, we ride in a bull, burn in a cheese to oat. Rug roast. Dope. Okay, well, we're hyped. Um, oh my God, what's it doing? All right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, thanks, Burn Dog. Well, we welcome. We have some wonderful guests today. Um, as our audience knows, we love to have dope co-hosts. Uh, last week we had Guido; it was incredible. This week we have Die, um, Die with the most likes, and um, we're gonna let Die introduce himself. I first met Die; I saw his work last year, and I look back. I love this in Twitter DMs back in. Um, September, I DM'd him to start engaging about his work. I picked up some on Tezos. And then uh, the sales right before the last two on Super Rare were to me. Uh, he and I have finally collected one of his pieces. Uh, he's very unique, instantly recognizable, and has an incredible commentary on sort of consumerism and our society. And so what we'd love to start with is... Tell us about you before, you know, how'd you get into art, your background, where you're from, how, where you're from, 
has impacted your art and then we'll deal with nfts and how you got into those next yeah thanks dude appreciate it thanks for the warm welcome and uh yeah it's fucking rad to be on it was it was great talking to you in new york too like uh, meeting you in person you know clearly like somebody who understands in, in the, the kind of depths that i go to uh to create the pieces i do um and it was a, such an incredible you know experience to be able to like you know talk about that shit, talk about a bunch of other shit. but yeah dude i've been i've been making stuff for as long as i can remember i mean for, for fucking ever you know i grew up in northern indiana um so there wasn't a booming art scene there to to, to kind of uh say the least i think are you that, from elkhart are you from elkhart around there around elkhart yeah, yeah. for those yeah. Of you who don't know elkhart indiana is this weird town where like 90 percent of the rvs in america are made <laughs> yeah and it also has the rv hall of fame too which i spent uh, a lot of my dear childhood at uh, observing so that was kind of my version of the mona lisa's looking at like overstuffed furniture and fuckable microwaves that are sitting inside of rvs that are fucking you know without wheels essentially that will never travel the country which is like a really sad and poetic uh observation of most of those things that are made but yeah yeah dude was was making stuff forever and um you know essentially i was creating as you know i i make so much fucking stuff like i love creating and it's not something that i can even stop myself from doing so um you know i was making all this physical stuff and my wife and i were essentially drowning in our apartments uh with all these physical paintings and shit that i was making on a daily basis there it is that's what an acrylic that i sent OG, which the company is piece, it's it's fucking gnarly as hell. But yeah, man, we were we were drowning in in my creations, dude. So in many ways, like the more I created, the the more suffocating it got to be, which was kind of like again poetic and sad in some ways because nobody wanted it either. It was just like I was making it because I had to make it, but nobody wanted it. So my wife got me an iPad essentially to uh to this? like to what's that? What year was this about? This was uh 2015. I think okay. 2015. And, so. Were you writing already at the time too? You've written two books or one book? I've got I've got four out now. Yeah, four books. Jeez. Yeah, so I'm just like okay. Nuts. So had you written any books at that point? Yeah, I was two I was two books in at that point. Um, and so yeah, I just I go nuts, man. I just it's like something that I just have to get out of me, or else I rot from the inside. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it, it's destroying me and eating me alive unless I can share it with people. So. Um, but yeah, she got me an iPad and it's, it's kind of just been, uh, the story ever since, man, you know, for, for the longest time I was casting these like creations into the fucking abyss that is the shithole Instagram or, you know, getting, I've always said this, getting a couple likes from pornography spam bots that just like, you know, happen to come across my profile. And so to shift into a place where people actually want to see this stuff or like engage with it or like find yeah. resolve in it has been wild and like completely surreal for me, honestly that's so dope bro and so when was your first nft sale how did you get attracted into nfts we lost you brother into the gotcha no, you got me yeah i got lost in the, in the butthole, butthole. The butthole right? yeah, she, do i have to crack a beer because burn dogler has one does this mean dude it's Hello, man. Here. <laughs> Shit, man okay sorry dying everybody no no i was just gonna say so yeah it's, it's just been it's been a really surreal time for me dude because honestly you know like um you know selling shit's really cool but honestly like the, the the most insane part is that my relationship with 
my collectors and everyone in the space and everything is like this. We're, we're just constantly building off of each other and escalating about what we talk about in the conversations we have, what we observe happening in, you know, our blue light abyss. So it feels really cool to be part of this fucking collective organism that we've all chosen to, you know, attach ourselves onto. It's just, it's fucking wild, man. Like I think about it every morning, just say like, this is nuts that we are hurtling together towards an unknown fucking thing. And we're all totally cool with it because we vibe with each other because we, you know, think, we think, you know, similar things are hilarious or funny, or, you know, we find, um, you know, emotional little like morsels within, you know, the tweets that we look or like, you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty fucking dope, dude. I, I really, I'm really fucking happy at the, at the time. That's super dope. And then uh, just, and I'll let Burn Dog hop in, but when you're, what was your first NFT you dropped? Yeah. So I dropped one on foundation. It was this it was uh, called Microsoft Orifice Suffering, I think, and essentially it was like a, it was a digital illustration of, of an of an inbox, and it was like you know a bunch of people, like you know with with um, severed limbs and and you know sending high importance emails and like beating off to like whatever in consequence they were um, looking at on their stupid ass screen um, because I I still work like a stupid nine to five job where I create digital waste for a living and like I always just think that like our like everyone's inevitable future is you know, dissolving into the lubricant of the desk chair that will will house the the next sorry fuck to do the same job you did. So like that was my first piece, but at the time I didn't I didn't really like understand what I was doing at all. So like I minted it, and, I and, and how did you find that style like this like raw meat? Dude, of. I don't. It's funny, man. Somebody asked me uh, about that, and like I didn't have a ton of art uh, background growing up. Like people have compared me, uh, compared my work sometimes to like Ralph Steadman. And I think that that makes some sense because I would, um, I would read all the time. And I think honestly, the books helped form my drawing and artistic style visually, even more so than like a lot of like, you know, traditional art. But when they said that, I was like, Oh shit, I do remember his drawings in all those fear, the fear and loathing book that I was obsessed with when I was a kid and stuff like that. So it definitely made sense. Um, and I've been, you know, really kind of rapidly trying to educate myself on, you know, other, on, on older artists. And then obviously as we're in the space, there's so many fucking insane and incredible, like newer artists that you just get inspired by and, and evolve with every day. So that's been pretty, a pretty like huge change to my creative process as well, for sure. Dope. Bernie, you have anything you want to hop in yeah, on Yeah, dude. So yeah, your art is uh like you're one of my favorite artists by far. Thanks, man. And I think it's uh it's like the relevance and just the way that you speak to uh to our culture and really how fucked up we all are. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like pounding McDonald's and like just staring at my phone all day, and I'm like, oh, good one. But uh, <laughs> dude, it's, it's awesome. And, and being from the Midwest, I'm right up in Michigan, just north of you. Like I get all the references, like the lion's den adult <laughs> store. And uh, my wife and I went on vacation with our kids like uh, a few weeks ago or a month ago. I don't know. And every time we drove by a lion's den, <laughs> I had You're to like, point out to her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks, but man. I love your art. <laughs> Well, it's funny that you say that because like there's a there's a beauty in the convenience that we all participate in in many ways. There's like a sadness to it. And then there's also this beautiful like uh, this beautiful comfort in what we just in what we're doing. Like I would have never met any of you guys without the stupid the stupid bird app that we thrust at every day. You know what I mean? So like it's just crazy to think that there's two different worlds happening concurrently and all this stuff that we're consuming. And like 
it's funny because I ridicule a lot of it, but like, dude, I fucking love I fucking love BW threes and Dave and Buster's and stuff. They're great restaurants. It's they're just great places to get wasted at and go nuts. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's just like they're built like that because like because they're like essentially engineered to like bring people in like moths to a fucking shit flame. So yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. <laughs> Off to a shit flame. That's like yeah. Anything else? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, so I, I hope we're not having the same issues on Twitter. But just to hear you speak, bro, we've had the pleasure of chatting on the phone a bunch and being in person. I think uh, hopefully, even in this little short time, it's clear to everybody this. It's almost like a like modern fight club with. Humor, you know, approach to society. Uh, so it's just such wonderful to have you. So, uh, as many of you know, the market's pretty dead right now. Uh, we're not telling you anything you don't know. It's a real struggle out there. Uh, you know, I think in times like this, uh, getting together in person or listening to these things is a real opportunity to dial back into the positive energy in this space. So, with that, burn, why don't you, uh, introduce our projects we want to thank everybody for listening die we're so hyped to have you on here bud and uh really appreciate you yeah thank you dude yeah for sure first i want to do a quick uh twitter test can you guys if you can hear me and hear the the other people can you just do some sort of reaction it should work we tested it earlier this week but like react in any way can you hear us yes sweet okay so we're good, man. Um, yeah, so our first guest, um, Mars Rejects, um, it is a an IP project. They're building like a whole comic series. OG's getting some snacks, getting a beer. He's going to get some like pretzels and macaroni or something. Well, you, I feel like I can't. It's like sort of you can't just leave your co-host out on his own drinking Steel Reserve. So, um, I, you know. In honor of Di and you, Di, I grabbed a beer in uh, in honor of uh, you and our homie Burn Dog here. So oh, anyway, thank, you, dude. thank you for that. Uh, okay, uh, I think they yeah. can hear us on uh, Spaces, right? Beautiful, yeah, man, fixed it. So what? Funny thing is, last week our Spaces was fully rugged, and afterwards I was trying to figure it out, watching all these videos, and then I DM'd um, OSF, and I was like, "Dude, do you have any idea what I could be doing?" He's like, "You have to move the slider." on the roadcaster up so i did that in a fix it was like the dumbest fix but, uh, in other words you didn't have the fucking volume on <laughs> yeah the volume was not on and that's just because i'm i'm slower than the average person but you know we got around it so anyway mars rejects they're building uh, a comic series ip um uh, just reading through i guess the brief introduction they sent Kind of reminds me of like nuclear nerds. If anyone's familiar with them, the art with nerds is sick. Um, love what they're doing, but it's it's kind of an, an IP type storytelling project. So um, with that, we, we've got the Mars Rejects on with us. Um, I guess there. the first question is like, who are you? Give us a background on you. Um, yeah. you know, like, Sure. First, I, I just want to say, man, like hearing Die is pretty incredible. He's just a, a super interesting person. Uh, you could obviously tell his art is uh, insanely different and easy to connect with. But even just the words he uses is art in and of itself, the way he was describing his job and life. So uh, shout out to Die, uh, just one of the incredible artists uh, that are out there. And 
uh, we, we appreciate you, man. And, and that's kind of a little bit of what we're about. Uh, I'm not that interesting. Um, I'm just here to help support the project and, and bring it to the digital stage for everyone. Um, but I will say the artist behind it is the interesting and compelling story. Uh, and you can tell by the art. Uh, and that's the most important piece for us. Uh, he spent six months developing this art because it's the priority. And I think that's the thing that's been getting lost in the in the NFT world these days. It might be a, a large contribution to why it's slowing down is I think we've kind of lost the fact that it should be art first uh, and that you're collecting it because you're in love with it and you feel a connection to it. And that's something that we've been working on. And he's uh, spent time building a variety of attributes, refining the illustrations and tone and just making sure that we're comfortable with the output. Yeah, OG, there it is, man. And, and we want to make sure the art speaks for itself. So when you mint something and you get it, you feel that connection, right? You're not like let down once the reveal happens. And we want to make sure people hold on to what they got. And if they want to acquire more, that's great, but that there's no flips uh, and that people are clearly aware of what they're getting into. And then secondarily, the the community, that's the thing that keeps getting lost also is these these like uh, graveyards of, uh, of half-baked ideas. Uh, so we've been making sure where ours is grounded in reality and uh, that we're building something that's sustainable interesting and compounds in value uh so that when you look in your wallet you're proud of it but uh back to the art man if you haven't checked out marsrejects.com uh pepe torado is at the forefront of this building this he's built every pfp he's built the website and made sure it's dynamic and feels like it's storytelling um and it, it's sick it's 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 i mean he's he's everything right it sits behind the mars rejects but his art is everything uh so just like as you scroll down the storytelling the collection, it all starts to tell itself. So um, we just want to gather like the world's artists, storytellers, uh, creatives, and bring them into one place to create something together, um, something that uh, everyone's proud of, um, even just people who are enamored by sci-fi and just want to be a part of something. So uh, our plan is to you know, build something together, something compelling, and something that at the end of the day doesn't have an end to the roadmap and continues to grow. So uh, we're stoked to be on platforms like this and, and thank you for having us so that we can get the word out and hopefully find more artists, more enthusiasts. And and, and honestly, I, I say it as a joke, but bring NFTs back to earth a little bit and, and take it away from the hype and hysteria that it's gone to. Yeah, for sure. And especially with a project like this, I mean, it's not like a, a flip overnight, like massive hype. It's more of a you hold it, you're in for the long run because to build out like a, a solid IP with the art and the brand and everything and, and really make progress with that, it takes a lot of time. So this is the type of thing that, uh, you know, if, if you mint it, you're, you're not trying to do a flip, a hype deal. You're more, uh, you're looking for a long-term hold and to be part of the community and be, um, be into building it as well. It's just building the whole thing. So um, who is the artist on this? Uh, Pepe Torado is the artist right now. He's the creator of the of the PFPs, the creator of the website. But the, the hope is that we bring more individuals. Pablo uh, Alcalda is also joining us on the comic side of creation. And uh, we have storytellers also. And that's where the community comes in, right? Like our limitation is only our experiences. Um, but like imagine having die on it and the shift in the story that would that would take uh, if, if his his perspective and his his uh, style of thinking was on it. And we don't want to limit ourselves to just two or three people's perspectives or, or experiences. We want to grow it and we want it to do something pretty compelling and, and feel like at the end of the day, somebody was able to get a seat at the table that they never would have been able to get to, right? Uh, based on where they live or based on their experience. And that's not for us to decide what their value is. 
Uh, we just want to help them share their ideas and build something really fucking cool together. Nice, man. So, okay. So it's really the whole thing is like a comic graphic novel type of deal. What type of experience do you and the team have in, in that industry? Um, you know, my experience is, is on the, the web three side, um, as well as just the enthusiasm for storytelling, um, and, uh, being able to connect people, um, Pepe and Pablo have years of experience, both, uh, on the comic creation side, uh, as well as even just the corporate development side. And, and as, uh, as Di said it, you know, like slaving away at other people's work, uh, and it felt like the perfect time to take your work and also build in the direction that you feel uh, is important. And at the end of the day, find pride in the output. So uh, I think we're all taking a little bit of our disparate experiences, bringing it together, and then also leveraging the community and their experience. And uh, hopefully we're just the orchestrators, right? Um, and uh, once again, we just don't want to limit ourselves to our experience, but hopefully we can set up the moment for everybody else to jump in. Nice, man. I love that. Um, OG or die. any questions from you guys? Yeah, I just want some basic questions about the project. Um, did you raise any money already? No, no. Uh, the, honestly, everyone here is probably almost too early. We're a baby right now. Yeah, uh, you, it, yeah. and this is, but we like to have a variety of projects on our show. So yeah. relative to the prior projects, this is a newer project, but that's all right. Um, so in terms of just the actual next steps, you're issuing a 10,000 PFP collection with 20 plus trade categories and what did it say 500 uh so you're gonna get when are you planning on issuing the actual uh, mars rejects pfps we understand that like it's really about building the right community uh if we put a a date on it we felt like we would be limiting ourselves to those that find it and and are able to jump on so um right now we're, we're we want to do it this year and that's our plan but uh okay. within the year we're not we're not 100 sure we want to make sure we build the right community first so that so we right can get now, to that right now you got a discord or no, that's that's the other thing uh, that I think is destroying our, our our potential in industry is the grind and the constant work you have to do to feel like you're a part of the community. Uh, we want to meet you where you are, um, and that could be uh, over email, as simple as that. So what we want to do is we want to connect individuals and make it so that they can opt in and that they don't have to grind every day and check Discord and, and check back and, and feel like they're always constantly uh, accountable. Um, so we're going to do everything we can to make it simple, either SMS or email and meet you where you are instead of having you forced onto the platform that we think is best. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear your perspective. I probably, uh, oddly am leaning that art has moved more to the forefront in last year and the year before we're more PFP oriented and promises of gaming metaverse and all that. And that while I'm not a fan of OEs at all. Uh, there has been a big reshift art, and I noticed it even in New York massively year over year. So it's just interesting because my perspective had been art has moved forward. And Discord, I've had a love-hate-love relationship Same. with this, so I feel you. I got scammed for 30K in my first couple of weeks in the game, and uh, which didn't feel great, as you might imagine. But uh, So I quit Discord, two middle fingers up, but I've... I've actually found, um, you know, for us and our community and Money Click and some others, Discord can be um, actually a great platform. But I, but I understand the difference. So for the audience, basically, you're introducing the project. These are what you're looking at. My um, 
you know, uh, I'd love for Die to ask any questions he may have. No, I dig it, man. The the art looks the art looked pretty fucking cool, actually. It kind of reminded me of uh, Afro Samurai in some ways, yes. at least some of the pieces. Which I don't know if anyone's watched that, but it's a super dope show with um, uh, who it's got Samuel Jackson in it. I don't know who does the voice of Afro himself, but it was on Adult Swim a while ago. It's super sick, but kind of reminded me of that in some ways. And like, I, I mean, I, I get the the no Discord thing is it's it's like i feel like that's a little bit enlightening to me <clears throat> in some ways because dude the amount of notifications and shit that we have to wade through on a daily basis is absolutely excruciating like i i go nuts and so so, so to think that like you know everyone everyone should have their own essential specific tv channel that like you force people to subscribe to in order to like get whatever stuff is coming out of whatever idiotic broadcast is coming out of that is just it's like it becomes so overwhelming so um i actually dig that for sure um but yeah overall so in terms of in terms of the project itself like how are you going to go about shifting so are are you saying that like for the story itself um artists are going to be contributing to the evolution of the story and the pieces themselves or or how is that going to work like are you trying to like onboard artists or yeah like if you could just uh expound a little bit more on that yeah, 100%. So uh, essentially, uh, the way that I kind of see it is that there's two versions of the audience that could participate in this. And that's those that are collectors of art and those that want to be a part of the, the creation process. And we want to separate those two. So after minting the initial Genesis uh, art, uh, we'll take a snapshot and we're going to deliver a, an airdrop uh, creator's pass. That creator's pass will give you access to um, the ability to partake in snapshot uh, voting. So if we get to a point in the story where we want to give multiple options, people will be able to vote on the direction of the story. Uh, if we want to talk about style of imagery or give multiple options for full page spreads, they'll be able to vote on options like that. And we look to evolve and keep the community uh, involved there. So that creator's pass um, will be something that gives you access to special areas of the website that you'll be able to vote on, uh, specific areas that we will take directionally uh, with the story, with the art, and with other elements when it starts to get to the physical nature, including uh, actual printed art, um, gear, and uh, the physical printing of the book itself. So um, we think you could still hold the art and not necessarily partake in the community element. Uh, and you could hold the community pass and, and the creator's pass and not necessarily own a piece of the art. So we wanted to separate those two as we think it caters to different audiences. Interesting. Um, so, so for the community guidance, that'll be mostly done via email website. That's the initial thought. Yeah. What we're trying to do to, to Dai's point is remove the anxiety out of the, out of the, uh, relationship with NFTs, right? The, the feeling like you're always missing something. Uh, and if we meet them where they are, and if the community votes that that happens to email is the best version of that, uh, we'll still use like the likes of Twitter as backup as that's just like a, a default platform. Um, but taking out the constant need to always be online um, and meeting them in their pocket on uh, email seems like the best path forward. But we think that there's room to evolve. Uh, and so if new tech comes out where SMS or, or direct texting is easier, um, we can certainly uh, you know, get to that as well. But we want to make sure that every decision we make is super thoughtful and that we don't accidentally bring back the anxiety that other, other projects have brought in. Um, one clarification question on the art. Yeah. Um, how was it actually produced? Like the 10,000 PFPs? Yeah, that's a great question. Was it generative based on traits? 
or like how did you yeah that's a, that's a perfect question for pepe but there's a there's a, a base version uh of the of the character and then all of the different traits put together and layered into unique pieces of art um we're using use a platform like async or do you just do it generally like oh, we're using bueno actually and have a pretty good relationship with them um, bueno, it's called. yeah yeah they they've done a really great job at making it really simple, uh, removing the tech and coding that's typically involved in this and really focusing on the art itself. Oh, I and see this it's, Bueno NFT generator. That's yeah, one. and you'll see you'll see a lot of successful and notable uh, projects have used, used them as a path uh, forward. So uh, we're pretty excited to partner with them on this one. Oh man, I had one more question. The, um, yeah. the so like with, with the, the market the way it is and like shit just hitting the fan all the time mm -hmm. and us just wading through it. What So like with the 10K, is there is there a reason why you decided to, to, to stick with the 10k yeah. um, level of that thing or like yeah it just seems like there's not even it seems like sometimes there's not even enough people around to like to yeah, do man. that shit. so i'm just wondering <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a, like under seven thousand wallets trading daily on average that's what, that's like for real guy yeah 100 right. it is an aggressive number we have talked about removing it completely and or reducing it and i think we're going to let the market dictate that number right like that's our goal we and it's not a goal necessarily for monetary reasons it's a goal because we think that's a really cool door to let that many people in um when it if and when the market says that it's less we're happy uh, to lower it. Um, the other thing that we're hoping to do is onboard a lot of people who aren't in the space already, don't have a wallet, haven't figured it out. Hard job, but like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why we worked with Bueno is like to make it easy, right? And to uh, and then remove Discord is to try and take away the scamming. OG, I'm sure you think about that every time you make a transaction, uh, right? Uh, like, you know what? I, I for there was a period there I was. But now I just took the L and fucking came back, bro. Yeah, I and yeah, I appreciate that. And time heals all. There was like, I quit Discord for yeah. a month and a half. I was like, I'm never fucking going on there. So I feel you. One I other thing, I give in light of what Dice said. Not only would I consider collection size, one of the things I think I've learned in PFPs is that look, obviously in this business, anything can work. But you need to have a few things if you look at all successful PFPs that define them. One is um, you need to actually be able to build sets, ideally. And sets get incredibly complex when you go to so many traits with so many things. To put together like three to five in a set becomes difficult. Number two, I'd also think about every community from dick butts to toads to apes to wreck guy to chimpers. You have a little kind of like wrecked vibe, size, whatever it is. And so that can come naturally, but I haven't seen... You know, goblins had the weird talk. Motherfucker had motherfucker in the name. Um, and so those are just like two little things I hopefully could that might be helpful for you to think about is like, you know, how is somebody going to want to own more than one of these things and in what configuration given this mass variety of traits so bernie how about you or i appreciate that that's that's honestly that's great feedback and, and and branding is a thing that either happens authentically and organically as you produce or something that you could set up right and i, I think we're yeah, still often it's based that. on the name too like yeah you know, wreck guy or to, like so i'm with you but it can come organic. but it's just good to think about it and you can help um you know i've worked with projects to help them start the ball rolling 
Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. You got to have like that little tagline. I guess you could call it a tagline. I don't know. But something to like a rallying call of the community. And at times, like a lot of that comes naturally, right? Like with Wrecked Guy, where you all know I'm deeply involved and I shill it relentlessly. Um, like Golden Girls, right? That's just something I fucking came up with and it took off. Like all these little, these little things, the community will just kind of like build over time a lot of it can be natural but to og's point yeah like having having that rallying call i think is huge Um, and i talked about wrecked using the term wrecked and different things like when it launched he and i had conversations and if you take die die has good meat you know good meat dude every time uh we're cooking like ground beef or something in my house i'm like good meat man (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah, you're you're not wrong there. It's like it, it isn't it. It's like in many ways, I feel like we're, we gravitate towards uh, the the observational nature of what's happening in the space at any given time. Like like yeah, wreck guy is popular because we've all been there. You know, like we've all gotten fucking wrecked. Or like the transactional nature. There it is, dude. Or the transactional nature of saying GM and then having that shift into yeah, fucking good meat. Everything is meat. And I, I I see what you're saying there, burning burning OG. That 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 makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, that's that's helpful feedback, uh, and I'm hoping that you know you get a group of creatives together uh, as as our goal, and they'll come up with something better than I could spend you know days, weeks, months figuring out, and they'll figure it out better than I I could. It's a good way to do it. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, you gotta. It's a balance too, because you can't do it without sounding shilly or corny, right? Sure. It it. So it's it's kind of tough to do. Um, but back to the supply, I, I do like how you said you'll let the market dictate. If I were you, I probably wouldn't advertise it as a 10K PFP. I might just come right out and say the market's going to determine what our supply is, right? Have like a, you know, short mint window and, and that's it. That's your supply. And you yeah, go. Yeah, that's from- cool. Yeah, uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Like, it could be like a distraction. What was that? Sorry, I was just going to reiterate what Burn Dog said. In uh, the money click, we have various mechanisms we drop artists one i came i call it click or die because it's called the money click and so you just say basically there's a period the click that's our community can redeem it at the end of that period whatever that has been issued is the addition size cool. there's confidence in that which I, I very much appreciate and i think you guys are right i think the addition size could be uh, somewhat of a distraction right as uh, I, i've sat in a million discords that are, are talking about you know cut and burn or are worried that they're not reaching and it's a level of performance right it's a metric of success when it doesn't have brutal man in this yeah. market like even sure. though i know people with massive connections experience I'm, i think this is the worst i've seen where artists who easily used to sell 200 or something like issues like and they literally it's not like they sell 100 they sell like 11 and shit like that so yeah, this is, but it, it's forcing projects to think differently, right? You can't just drop some shit that, that works in the moment. You have to, to do something that people want to actually put their money towards. Um, and, and if not, you're going to get flippers and it's not going to last. So I'm hoping if you, you build during this moment, uh, you acquire during this moment, we can not only contribute to the individuals that have stuck around, but also to the industry and to the people before us that laid the groundwork. So we're, we're hoping that this is still the right time to build. Yeah, I almost feel like the one the one last thing I'll say is just that, dude, the amount of like reheated fucking shit that we have to deal with on Twitter all the time is so brutal. Like, I, and that's where the GM and GN, and I don't feel like there's a lot of places that have a unique 
or a lot of people in some ways that have a, a really unique voice that's like you know funny or like actually telling something that people want to hear versus like beating them over the head with you know selling shit or you know or whatever it is so i feel like i feel like you know telling that telling adequately telling the story and delving into stuff and like you know um creating a really interesting like storytelling mechanism on twitter is vital to the success of both projects and artists in many ways like i feel like that's where the overlap is like if you can't do that it's really difficult to succeed in some ways you know yeah yeah you're not wrong and and the um the pressure to acquire uh large sizes of individuals to follow you can can lead you down the wrong path pretty easily as it's a perception thing as well but I think you're right. It's a skill set uh, speaking to people that feels like you're speaking out in the ether, but uh, saying something that's worth worth listening to and getting people to subscribe because they want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's it's a massive grind, dude. And I think a lot of projects go wrong by minting too early as well. Mm-hmm. They don't take the time to like work their way through different communities, get to know people. It's like, hey, this is coming up at this time, and you know we're minting at this time, and then they. They launch and they just shit the bat all over the place. Um, I think taking the time to just network, build your community um, is huge, especially in a market like this, right? Um, You're in no rush to mint because odds are if you were to mint tomorrow, it it probably wouldn't go too well. It would be me and my mom. Yeah, it would just be me and my mom minting. But the the fact (laughs) is you're you're not wrong (laughs) because the other piece is refining your project, refining your roadmap and making sure you're building something that's solid and that takes time. So like we've thought about it for a while, but it completely changes once you get the feedback of those that are willing to invest in, in the vision, right? So uh, we're in no rush um, and we're, we're certainly here to build something that we think has, as you said at the top, like is, is going to be around for a while. This is an investment not for a week, it's for a while because there's, there's a goal and uh, it's a substantial goal. It's not an easy one, but we're excited about it. Nice. All right, man. On that note, let's uh, let's do our rating. So, um, die. The way this works is, we rate on a scale of one to ten. I go down to the decimal point. OG likes to keep it to the zeros and point fives. Um, but you know, I like to be a little more precise and you know have a have a good proper measure. OG, die, you can smell bullshit a mile away. You'll see where a dogler goes like seven decimal places. All about precision. <laughs> Every decimal matters to us. Yeah. yeah. Bernie, you want to go first? You want to let Die go first? Or how do you want to do this, big dog? Die, you want to go first, dude? It's up to you. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, like, I don't have, like, I'm not super plugged into this world or or so much because I'm, like, just, you know, I'm just kind of making my own stuff and and doing my own thing in many ways. And, you know, um, but, but, like, you know, overall, I feel like the the art is cool. I fucking Afro Samurai is a dope ass show. If people don't, if people haven't seen that, um, so that's pretty rad. I dig the openness to uh, taking the numbers down on it potentially, and like, uh, you know, it seems like you know, you're, yeah, it seems like you you've got a, a good thing here. What's what's the ranking between? It's between zero and ten. Yep, zero to ten. <clears throat> I'm ranking it a. I'll rank it a six or a seven with room for improvement if the pfps are fully fuckable at some point but i think i, I think it's i think this is a good like it looks cool dude I, I dig it and i dig that you're like open to fucking getting after whatever it is that um is gonna be an, an evolution of this thing right like you're not set in a specific thing that you're just gonna camp out in in like in your own porta potty and, and keep shit in your pants at so 
I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. This is, this is cool. It's been cool to see. Is that it's a good best, rating? I don't even know. That is the best feedback I've ever got. Oh <laughs> that is a good rating. What's a good, yeah, what's a good one? Burn, what do you get? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what, what, what do you usually give projects? What's like the medium barometer that you give projects usually? Yeah, I feel like in the, in the like six to seven range is a good rating, right? It's, yeah. Not bad. Um, if you get up into like the high sevens and the eights, then then we're partying. Uh, <laughs> and then below that, there's improvement needed. But you know, the goal is to be honest. And uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, if the PFPs are fully fuckable, dude, I could easily see this being a ten point five. Right. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So I, I'm gonna give it. Dude, I was right in the same range as you. I was going to say it's like a 6.328. Wow. Wow. Um, so, Dude, this motherfucker, right? That's a that's a pretty good rating, right? But it's so early here. Uh, we're in a shitty time in the market. I've seen projects like, you know, Nuclear Nerds, their arts fire. You know, they, they've got a good team and they're just, you know, they're not killing it. But the thing is, these are long run projects, right? This isn't something where you're going to like crush it over six months, a year, sometimes even two years. It might take three to five years for something like this to be like, holy shit, it's valuable, right? So um, I think there's potential here. So I'm giving a 6.328. It's a good thing I wrote that down. All right, OG. Yeah, I have a, you know, it's interesting. The first episode after that, I thought a lot about my system and I'm a little different. Like my view is like almost, you have to go in assuming data empirically shows that 99% of projects fail. And so my ratings are probably a little more, you know, at first burned all their thought, like I was, you know, just giving high ratings. I, I want to, we're here, the name is Rug Rose, but it's really about, I want, and we want, and burn wants, and our guests want to give valuable feedback to these projects to help them have a higher chance of success. And I've been lucky enough to be an advisor to, you know, some people. And I think what people respect the most is like honest and authentic feedback, because if it helps them perform better, then you've done a service. So for me, the challenge on this, let me go into order. The first is to rate something at this juncture where I can't lean into any specifics. It's just not my nature. It's no disrespect but it's there's too many moving parts for me to say anything what i would say is um i think it's cool that i like the art and made that connection i think you're very open and flexible the project's very young and the younger a project is and the less funding it has it just it's a higher risk um i'm highly concerned about that size of pfp um i'm laser focused increasingly on like the visual ability to put together sets and PFPs like Nack Amigos, um, like it or not, like they had a lot of stuff that like lent themselves well to people wanting to own multiple. Um, the um, When I look at NFTs, the utilities that have been proven are PFPs um, as access to using a PFP and to community beyond that unclear art which we're seeing a surgeons in generally access like a token proof style thing as you move out beyond that we haven't had the same level of success and very few comics 
again have succeeded um just like music nfts it's been hard gaming pfps not really done well so in this case my view would be like i'd want mars to come back when they're closer to the launch with specifics here's the collection size here's the art here's exactly what we're doing um because without that it would be irresponsible for me to rate it so i hope that's helpful but that's man i i really appreciate the well articulated and super thought out response uh, and 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 I, I if it's okay with you i would i would ask if we could continuously keep in touch with you all for feedback oh, as we go well, yeah. and i i and when we I do mean, come back uh, we will be fully fuckable 100% sure and uh, we will get, we will take that ten point five. Oh man, that's, yeah, that's yeah. We need to. That's what we need to send. Web three is everything. Is that's just what we need. Every profile picture should have an uh, an accompanying flashlight of that PFP. I mean, that's that's the true utility, dude. Like machine washable, microwavable. You know, like that's that's how you develop oh, a bond with your, the community. Your flashlight PFPs. <laughs> have you seen him die? He puts them on his feet. You guys have moved us into a very different market, and yeah. I, I don't know if we can handle that type of creativity. Yeah, me <laughs> I think the flashlights are key. Well, yeah. Um, well, this super appreciate you. Uh, super appreciate Burn Die, of course, the feedback, and really appreciate you coming out here. Um, and we're definitely, uh, as we get close to a launch, we can reconnect and uh, available in the meantime. Burn Die, anything to say before we? No, nothing here, dudes. Thanks for having me. This is fun as hell. We'll have to do it again sometime. You're not done. Uh, we got one more project, bro. You got oh, shit. project to go, man. You're yeah, not out Grab I'm on, done. baby. You're, you're grab here. another beer. I'm grabbing one. I'm going to butt funnel this thing and let's go. Let's yeah, go. Dude, chugging is it's valuable for sure. It is. It is. Thanks, yeah, thanks for coming on and, and showing your shit, dude. That was, uh, yeah, that was, it was fun to talk through some shit. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate the platform. Appreciate the feedback, and uh, it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely connect and, and talk further. So thank you. Thanks, man. Stay in touch. Appreciate it. Definitely. Bye, guys. All right, next up, OG, you're gonna kick this one off. Yeah, no, uh, you you want to introduce the project, and then I'll jump in, Bird. Yeah, cool? I don't have the crib sheet up. I depend yeah. on your hand holding. Yeah, guys, we actually have a crib sheet for this. Um, yeah. So we know what to do next. Pretty professional. But uh, next up, we've got Eldora. Uh, it's a metaverse yeah. where businesses and Eldorans come together. Um, it's like a finance hub type of deal, networking um, in the Web3 space. So, you know, with that, I will uh, I'll pass it over to OG to open up the first question. Vince, welcome, dude. Yeah, Vince, well, welcome, welcome. And my background, as I think we've talked about, I am. Um... I'm a finance nerd in the first decade of my career in finance. I have a CFA and MBA and was a professional hedge fund manager and still actively involved in a lot of investing. So uh, Bert and I decided, you know, we, we split up the projects on who's going to lead. So um, Vince, we love just the basics on the project. When it started, who's involved, your role, sure. has it been funded or not? And then the simple, dumb like dumb guy elevator pitch of what this is and why people should care. Okay, perfect. So I will start by introducing myself. I'm Vincent. Everyone in the web tree call me Vince because like it's uh, more easy. <laughs> so I am currently the community manager of Eldora. I, I joined the project uh, very recently. 
the project has been established since June 2022, so almost a year. But we uh, Eldora is building something big and like a part of the Web3 revolution. In the in the in the team, we have our founder, which is Teofan Rame. You can see the team on the website Eldora.do. You will see the different people in in the team. They they we the Theo is an expert in the blockchain and tech industry, and also is well connected with family offices. If you don't know what is family offices, family offices are organizations that manage assets and and wealth, and they are looking to invest money in project. And that's the goal because like Theo is very well connected to worldwide family offices because he, Theo has his own family offices. So he made a network into the family offices world, let's say. And Eldora he will be like the decentralized space of opportunities. Why? Because we want to bring the family offices in our metaverse and we want, we want to bring people or projects or brands that are looking to, to, to raise money. And for, for example, like if uh, family offices are, have uh, money to invest, they will see that through meetings, through show, through video or whatever we, are, we will be able to do in the metaverse, project will be able to show and to, to explain the project, the, the brands, or the ID, they want to raise money. So the the family offices will be able to create some DAO, like to invest in a common, you know, and it would it would help both sides. Because like we we know that the web three space is very difficult. Sometimes little projects have problems to funds to find some funds to raise the project to another level. And family offices they are more like web2 oriented but they are really aware of web3 is a revolution is happening now and a lot of brands and projects are like uh, establishing de themselves in in the moment right now and they would like to be part of this web3 revolution and they would like to invest in a very promising project and that's the goal of eldora like you will be able to do meetings, to sign contracts, to transfer funds direct, directly from the metaverse. You will be able to do partnership. You will be able to like to monetize your project because if you see a project that interests you, even as an, in, in, an individual, sorry, you can buy the NFT and you can like invest in a in the in a project and and you can like. Uh, participating in the D DAO. So it's really a, a new world. It's um, really focused on, uh, on the finance because like the team has a big financial financial background, sorry. And we, we truly think that the distance here, you have all the team. Where are you guys based? The, the main team is based in the Switzerland, in Geneva. And okay. the other part is in French, in Toulouse. And so and, basically you want to be an online web three hub for family offices to connect with deals and fund them through DAOs. Exactly. And have you explored in Europe 
the legal ramifications of being in a DAO or of allocating money through a DAO I, and an NFT? Yeah, from what I know right now, I, I know that we are very cautious with the regulation sides because as Web3, crypto and NFT world is evolving very, very quickly and daily, the, the, I know the team is working with some lawyers like to be fully, um, how do we say, in the, in the legal space, of course, of the regulation. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want to be like uh, uh, out of the, of the laws because even and, more in Switzerland. You want to sell in the U.S.? You want to sell this in the U.S. as well? It depends on the community we will have, on the project we will have, but we will be sure that we, we are fitting every regulation where we are selling the, the, the NFT and the, and the, the audience. Yeah. And you have, your, you have who's on your legal team or what law firm do you use for that? Uh, I, I can give you this information because, to be honest, I, I don't have the information. Okay, no but problem. I, I can ask if you want. Uh, I'm curious and... about that. I was spent... We can get to that after the uh, Okay, and do you guys have existing relationships with family offices, for example? Um, I've done some deals. My partner is, like, in that whole family office community, and we've gone to the lunches and presented, and I've... It's quite a, a rigorous and extensive global community of these family offices. So what's your specific connection or source uh, on that side? And then on the deal side, same question. Like yeah, where the, I, I know the, the founder is very well connected to the family offices. I, I don't know any family offices because I don't have that kind of network because I know that uh, I network people and it's not accessible to everyone. Uh, as our founder, as as his own family offices, I, I know that he's well connected with other family offices. I don't know which one I can I can give you names. I'm sorry, but I can ask Theo if he can give me some more names, and uh, I'm sure he will be happy, happy to provide me those information. And you guys, if something does well and they sell it in there, you'll distribute the funds to the people who are in the DAO. Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay, and then it can be done through a smart contract, right? To make it reviewable. Yeah, yeah. Sides. yeah I, I know everything will be plain. I'm on the community side, let's say. I'm not much on the technical side. I just started very recently in the project. But I, 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 every day I'm learning new things and I'm more and more interested on the technical side, of course because it will be a big part of the project. So every day I'm learning with the tech team. And um, Burn and die. You want to jump in before I ask any more questions? So to me, I mean, it, it looks kind of interesting, right? But I don't know the ins and outs like OG does. He's the finance dude. But um, I mean, so I want to get my project funded. I'm looking for like VC backing or I'll just say VC because that's the only word I know, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm looking for bad Wait, think about this, Burn Dog. So for the audience, basically, if you're a startup company, there's several ways you finance. Usually you start with friends and family. Then there's a variety of venture capital funds. But as Vince alluded to, and sorry, Burn, I'll turn it back over. I just think oh, it's you're good. Go, go, go. Um, what usually happens is a family like sells a business. Say you have like a hundred convenience stores and you sell it. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I got $50 million or a hundred million dollars. 
And so now all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a minute. Like I got to invest this money. So a lot of the time people will turn it over to like Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley. But often what they also do is say, well, hey, in order to make these decisions, I like want to invest in other funds and I might want to do some direct deals and I might want to allocate to a few VC deals. What happens is they basically become a money manager. But like the money management business requires scale. And so in order to get access to deals or to meet, to see projects and get deal flow, the family offices, many are big, but there's many sort of smaller ones. And what they do is they get together and they have regular meetings where members bring deals, present deals, they call in companies and so on. And so what this product's trying to do is formalize that in the metaverse, it seems, where like, instead of having to join and like, I've gone physically to a bunch of these and looked at companies and presented and so on. Instead of having to do that, you do this in this other way. And so it would be a way to source money and a way to allocate money. Uh, so sorry, exactly. Bert. I hope that's helpful. Oh, that's good, dude. That is, uh, that's very helpful indeed. Yeah. Um, in this steel reserve, it, the more I have, the better it tastes. Um, so it's that's good because at first it was bad, but now it's getting better. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it transitions from urine to something that's like somewhat drinkable. I would say. Yeah, it started out as straight piss. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, burn or die. You guys have any more questions for Vince? Go ahead, die. Dude, I have nothing, man. I'm in over my head here. The the only uh, thing that I've dealt with in the, in the finance world is Plato's Closet, uh, the used clothing store. So like, I'm I'm completely over my head. But uh, it sounds it sounds like you guys like have some good questions and know what's up. So I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, are, are we rating or or? Oh, we, no, uh, let me, here's uh, we can rate, but here's what if it's okay, Vince. What I'm going to yeah. say on this one too is the project's early. Um. So in finance, there's a set of laws that they started as it was called fiduciary duty, which means like you have a certain level of duty as a fiduciary taking other people's money. There's another elevated one. I think it's called, I think it's now gender nonspecific, the prudent person rule, where not only are you a fiduciary, but like you got to do stuff that like somebody who's careful and prudent would do. Um. So the first thing is like there's a variety of legal requirements around who and what can invest. So like if you're an accredited investor or get a statement, you can get access and invest directly in deals. But if you only like if you only but say you have 25 grand and you're going to invest it, there's a whole bunch of these deals you're not allowed to invest in because they're basically like, look, we can't protect you, investor. Because it's like this market's a bit wild west and there's not the same level of scrutiny. Um, for those who also might not know, DAOs, which they were, you know, all the rage at say in like 21 and a lot of 22. But my personal experience with DAOs, I also have spent, unfortunately, far too much of my life when I was running companies and, co and legal issues and personally. Right now, there's only one state in America, and I think it's changing, that recognizes, sorry, my dog is me, nightmare, um, that recognizes DAOs as a legal entity. For those of you who are currently in DAOs, myself included, there is an implied partnership concept, which means if you go and invest in a DAO and that DAO does stuff and bad stuff happens, you actually could be an implied partner in the DAO and have legal responsibilities. 
My gut, Vince, is, with all due respect, it's very hard to do any analysis of this project without knowing specifically who the family offices are, the exact legal structure. I've done investments, and there is ways to invest. Many of these, oh, we lost Vince. Bye, bye Vince. <laughs> but many of these structures can be done through complex things where you have Singapore holding companies that hold the operating assets and da, da, da. long story short it's doable um but i'll tell you this ain't at uh, you guys you know like you said it's over the pay grade this is like real stuff that's governed by very strict rules and my answer on this is like i don't think again we don't have the information required to make any judgment about this because those people are showing up their fiduciaries and they can't just go online in some NFT and invest money. And the people raising money have all these constraints. So my view on this project, uh, hopefully Vince comes back on, is we need access to the founders because the current information, take the actual case of whether people want to show up and walk around in a fake metaverse. That's another big, large conversation. Definitely people want centralized ability to do deals. Definitely there are solutions like this that exist, but my answer is this. I wouldn't recommend either of any of us rate it at this point because the unknowable is all the stuff here that would determine a ton of the value. And that's my concern. Vince, that's I don't know if you heard that. No, because, uh, yeah, I we say dropped. I basically said hey, the problem is we need all those specifics from the founders because like, again, there's certain family office, my friend, my partner in some deals with me is much more tight with this group, but has brought me to many. And so you have to know exactly who are you dealing with? What group? How big's the capital? Yeah. Are they able to invest? Does their charter allow them to invest? And then once you're doing financial transactions in here, I can tell you without doubt that is a security and you will trigger SEC rules. In addition, there's rules that if you have more than 100 U.S. investment investors there's something called the investment company act of 1940 and so again most crypto fund structures such that they only have 99 or fewer u.s investors i let a, me and a team of people invested in on one of blockchains capital's third fund we took down a big segment of it and like you literally we had to cap people out based on you can't risk going above 99 people so long story short the takeaway for me is We'd love to have another chance to look at this with the people who can speak to these details. My guess is for this audience, given that Die and Burndog are, are probably a better indication of like, you know, what people understand. I would say Burn, Die, don't you think there's probably a hard one for this group to understand or am I? Yeah, I agree. And I think like, okay, with this, like maybe you just do like, 40 nfts and you find people that know what the fuck they're doing that want to get into this just from what i understand on it um but it'd have to be like super small and it's super evolved and i think anyone that gets in this would need to lawyer up right <laughs> basically yeah. so i'll kick it to die dude i got you said it all man i feel like i'm in an episode of uh judge judy right now with all these uh restrictions and and uh, <laughs> talk about legal legalities, dude. I mean, yeah, uh, OG OG seems like he's got his fucking head around stuff. I my head's spinning over here. I don't know if it's the Robitussin or what, but um, yeah, yeah. OG and, and Burn, you guys, you guys have it, have this all covered, dude. Fucking die, man! You're one funny motherfucker. I love it. <laughs> Robo, it's, it's super cool, and I. 
the people in the audience might not appreciate what an enormous opportunity this could be if done right, because the assets and family offices are in the hundreds of billions or greater yeah. billions, probably exactly globally. And so yeah. I think this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, if I can just add some details. Yeah. Like the, every family offices will have their lens, their building, and they will be like able to to invite people to do meetings to to discuss money, like everything uh, about monet monetizing a project or raising funds. And we have already some cool partners. We have Green Gauge. We have a one inch, one inch, sorry, integration. You can do your swaps uh, into the metaverse directly. We have crowd, crowd create. We have stack talent. You will be able to find your web three job also in the metaverse. Uh, we have also uh, Future Sense. It's a Korean partner uh, on the regulation regulation side for the KYC and the SBT. So yeah, we are step by step adding some new partners. Because we know that family offices are not aware of the Web3 space and they need like proof of work, let's say, that we are working on something legal, real, that will be working. Because if not, they, they won't trust us because they may know that Web2 and Web3 is a different world and Web3 is a bit wider than the classic world they are using to work in. So that, that's why the our founder is focusing on step-by-step step bringing some partners to show them that we are real, really building something. Yeah, I get that. I mean, OG, I don't know if you agree with me, but the way I see this working is you find a family office that wants to get, get involved and you find a project that wants to get involved, then you sell them the NFT. But I don't see this as something like you roll out and everyone wants to buy it. Um, just because it's it's so niche and and there's a lot more involved than just like blasting out a bunch of supply, right? Yeah, yeah, we will see how it goes because like we 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 need to think about it, but we will do it in the best way as possible as as it will be for the like the individuals, for the brands, and for the family offices. We truly think at as a an ecosystem. We don't think like uh, just just an NFT collection. It's more than an NFT collection because each NFT will be like Eldora Pass and will grant you access also to private investment clubs to participate in the in the DAO. So it will be like more than an, an NFT. Okay, that's helpful, Vince. I mean, I can give my feedback. Martin, you want to go first? You want me to go? You go first because you know the shit way better than I do. And uh, I'm going to here's, here's what I'd say wonderful idea in theory, and there will be a need for family offices to come together. We talk often on the show about how generally difficult a category is. Gaming hasn't succeeded yet, but I think gaming and fashion are next. But basically, right now, as we've said, unless you're a PFP art or like direct access to something that's usable today. I think this has the added difficulty of, I think, like, you know, in Seinfeld, uh, yada, 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 when Melaine has, like, you go, like, yada, 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 and you go over the important parts. The problem with this, I unfortunately have been schooled through millions of dollars and years of legal challenges, personally and 
once you have a big company, everybody sues over everything. And so um, these are non-trivial issues that uh, are enormous on so many levels from how you actually administer and transfer money in the platform to what security bodies you need approval with both state federal international to convincing people to discuss detailed financial things in a metaverse which i still don't know if people are going to want to like wear a visor and walk around in some weird fucking place you know i don't i have a different view of what the metaverse really is and so what i'd say is like this is a super cool like in some time like yeah what should the offices be meeting virtually and raising money this way and like i don't i don't have a problem there but i'll tell you like i just think people underestimate what it's like when you get one letter from a lawyer if you have a company and you get one letter from a lawyer there's 25 g's like that before you breathe and so what you're talking about here is an challenging traditional finance and allocation of capital where our banks have been so to me this is just i think nfts aren't the right tool you're raising a security effectively you're doing capital allocation directly i mean most nfts say we're not a security and they have some leg to stand on this is like you're directly using the nft as a security to like meet buyers and sellers and allocate and then join in a shared pool of rich shared legal responsibility my answer is like yo you motherfuckers tougher than me and willing to take on a lot more and i consider myself pretty ambitious so so that's all i'd say is like you know i think for the average look you know earlier this week or at the end of last week some dude you know one of the projects i was in people sent 60 ETH to a blind wallet scammer like you know not to be rude but these motherfuckers ain't worrying about the investment act of 1940 and complying with prudent expert fucking rules you know you were alive when that one came out yeah you were like what 10 17 bro the uh so so anyway what i'd say is like i love the idea i'm a super finance nerd like fuck yeah but this is one no motherfucking joke road to try to break down yeah yeah thanks for the feedback because like it's even more valuable as you have a financial background. So definitely a huge thank you for the feedback. Right, because we, we always right. appreciate like to discuss and have feedback. We we are like doing it step by step, but as the team is like fully focused, maybe we we miss some details or some things that are very important. As you said, I know from the intern team, we are really precise on the work about regulation and lawyers i can say more details right now but if you want i can ask for more details it won't be a problem yeah. no i mean I, I think for me to better help you out um um and support you guys you know those are thank you questions. very much without knowing that i don't think any certainly any family office can invest without knowing a lot more than i just asked so all right, I super appreciate you, Vince. Burn, do you want to rate or you think what we discussed? It's I'll just give you yeah, a feedback. Honestly, I don't think I can rate it because um, this is like way fucking above my head. And it's a good thing OG's here and like knows what he's doing. 
Um, but that's that, you know, dude, follow up with us via email, talk to the founders. I, I think OG could help give some good insight to yeah. the team. If I would be happy it, to connect with the with the founder because like OG seemed very valuable people, <laughs> very you. good ideas. No, honestly, to be honest. Yeah, good. Well, that's what we're here for, man. And we really appreciate you and uh, we wish you the best of luck with the project. Why don't you follow up? I um, want to thank Di and um, our other Mars Rejects. I feel like, you know, this was a different flavor of show. And I really yeah. love um, being on the show with Burn and Di and, and last week, Guido, and all the guests. So, Burn, why don't you wrap it up? But thank you so much, Vince. And Thanks. thank the audience. Thanks yeah. for so having me. I'm blessed that you take your time to listen to us jokers. Yeah. Nothing but love for you guys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Vince. Um, dude, this steely Thanks. day was like, I'm halfway done and I'm like, I'm kind of fucked up. I don't drink a lot. Oh, I'm on my second IPA. I was like, <laughs> I got to go pick up my kid from school. Oh, <laughs> on the way there, but it'll wear off by the time you get yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm, I weigh a lot. So I'm legal limit, legal limit. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, all right. Podcast will be up later. Uh, pod, we do have previous podcast live people. If you want to follow that, we appreciate it on YouTube. Um, you know, follow, like, comment on it share the twitter whatever whatever you want to do we appreciate it uh you know spread the word vince thanks for coming um thanks for having us for coming. it was a pleasure to to discuss yeah really great meeting you you can all you guys we also strongly love memes of me dominating burn dog in any way and him, you know, and <laughs> so anything like that is really what I'd love to see. That's my favorite. All right. Much love, fam. See you next week. See you. Bye. Peace out. Thank you, everybody. It's a rope rose. Please get smoked.